This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 30th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. This week's election in Ecuador has ramifications for more than just Julian Assange. The country's prospects for both wealth and limited government hang in the balance. Mary Anastasia O'Grady writes for The Wall Street Journal. We spoke yesterday about Ecuador's election and the broader struggle for free trade. You make note in a recent column that uh, Julian Assange's fate sort of hangs in the balance with uh, respect to the election in Ecuador. And uh, you argue that pretty much nobody should be rooting for the people that he's rooting for. Why is that? Well, let's remember that Julian Assange went to the Ecuadorian embassy in London when he was uh, worried about being uh, deported to the U.S. Well, we won't get into whether he should be or he could be deported to the U.S., but the point was that he chose an embassy in Washington that he felt pretty uh, sure was going to be have an anti-American viewpoint and would not deport deport him. <clears throat> so that was the main the main uh, driver there, I think. And um, this president. Uh, the current president of Ecuador is named Rafael Correa. He is he has been in power for ten years. Um, he has many times violated the constitution, changed the constitution whenever it fits uh, his uh, objectives, and um, uh, and has made the state the center of economic development in the country, which has obviously uh, been detrimental for the well-being of Ecuadorians. And um, and I think that it would be a good thing if his party left power. Now, he's not running uh, in this election. He has a proxy running by the name of Lenin Moreno. And Mr. Moreno was vice president at one time for Mr. Correa, not recently, but a few years back. And, uh, and he's the candidate for um, the, uh, I guess you would say, well, I'll give you the Spanish name, is uh, the País Alliance. And uh, that is uh, Mr. Correa's party, his movement. And um, so he has this one particular candidate that he wants to get elected. If that guy wins, um, probably there will be no investigations into the vast corruption that has gone on during the Korea decade in power. Um, and I think it, he will do whatever he can to maintain the continuity of the economic policies that Mr. Korea has put in place um, that, as I say, have been detrimental for the country. Who is Guillermo Lasso? Guillermo Lasso is the opposition candidate. Um, he uh, is running ahead in the polls. I think if you had a fair election, he would win. He's a former banker. He's a political outsider. He's not part of the political establishment in in, um, in Ecuador. Um, he, uh, I don't think he would have a great, you know, classical liberal revolution if he won. But he would try to bring the country back toward a rule of law and some sort of uh, economic uh, rationality, ra um, rationality uh, that would, I think, um, improve the prospects for the country to grow in the in the medium and long term. Which is it's, it's interesting to note that Rafael Correa and his opponent, uh, Rafael Correa, has a PhD in economics, 
and his opponent is uh, you know a former banker, some presumably knows about uh, economics somewhat as well. Was there ever a time? When uh, people who consider themselves classical liberals looked to Correa as a candidate for uh, leadership in Ecuador and said, "This guy might be okay." I don't think so. He was the finance minister before he became the um, uh, before he became president, and um, I think if you look at the track record of Rafael Correa, what you see is someone who really wants power. It's not really about socialism or communism. He was a big fan of Hugo Chavez, but primarily he's been on this course to try to consolidate power. And um, one of the things he did when uh, in 2009 was that he announced that they were going to default on the debt, and they had enough reserves to pay the debt. Um, but he started this narrative with the public about how the people who had lent the money, the creditors, were. Um, basically uh, capitalists. Um, he called them real monsters, and he said, we're just not going to pay them. Now, that is quite obviously a bad idea from an economic standpoint. He ruined the uh, investment profile of Ecuador, but it was very popular because people thought of it as a way to wipe the slate clean and start over. And um, he has been a very populist president. Uh, he's run up the debt. Um, and he has uh, borrowed a lot of money from China um, in order to give away goodies and build uh, glorious infrastructure projects and so forth. But he's at, have, and all of that is aimed at consolidating his power. Shifting gears just a little bit, uh, you wrote uh, a column recently talking about how NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, has improved uh, the lot of the average. Uh, citizen or person living in Mexico, um, do Americans care? Well, you know, if I had to write that column over again, I might have said that the title of that column was uh, "NAFTA has made Mexico a better place." And if I had to write it over again, I would have said "NAFTA has made Mexico a better neighbor," because that would have aimed a little bit more at the question you're asking. And I think it's important. I mean, let's go to the extreme. We do not want to live on a border with Afghanistan or Syria right now. Uh, we want to live on the border with a country that has a rule of law, uh, that has order, that has economic development, that has stability. Uh, these are some of the features of a good neighbor. I mean, Canada is a very good neighbor for all those reasons. And so it should be in our interest to uh, see Mexico develop in a way that those kinds of things become a sort of commonplace attributes as instead of, you know, never knowing what the next six years are going to be when the next president is elected. The agriculture uh, community, I'm from Kentucky, and I know people who work in agriculture, and they are very, uh, uh, I should say, a little nervous about the, the trade rhetoric that they're hearing from the White House because they export a lot of products to Mexico. Yeah, I think well, one of the things Americans don't understand uh, because of a lot of the rhetoric in the media is that when NAFTA was signed in 1993. It started in 1994. Mexico opened a lot. It actually opened more than the U.S. did in the sense that U.S. tariffs were already lower than Mexican tariffs. So by um, by agreeing to the North American Free Trade Agreement, Mexico agreed to have farm competition 
And U.S. agriculture producers are the most efficient in the world. So when they open their agriculture markets, we sent a lot of goods to Mexico and wiped out a lot of agricultural operations in Mexico. A lot of firms went under, not just in agriculture, but agriculture in particular became a huge export market for the U.S. And of course, Americans are concerned about the same thing happening with respect to uh, trade with Mexico for their own industries. Right. Well, I think you know the 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 whole structure of the North American economy, and I'm talking about Canada, the U.S., and Mexico, changed a lot when there were no longer any tariffs between the borders. Uh, producers began to say, "Where is the best place for me to produce?" this component of this particular product on the continent. And that's why you have this web of supply chains crossing from the U.S. into Mexico, up to Canada, and back. They say that car, these cars that are built in North America cross these borders multiple times as they're being produced. So each product is produced in the place that has the best comparative advantage in that particular item. So that yes, that did change things. People who made some things that were not competitive in the U.S., they lost their jobs, but other jobs were created because of this competitiveness. Barack Obama was not a great salesman for free trade. Uh, he pitched it in some ways as a zero-sum game, not too much unlike how Donald Trump uh, pitches uh, trade. Of course, uh, Barack Obama's impulse was, yes, we need to be more involved in global markets, and Donald Trump seems to be uh, the other direction. So, with respect to Mexico, uh, how neighborly has the U.S. been in the transition from Obama to Trump with respect to trade? Well, I think that we've been sending very negative messages to Mexico about um, the, about the way we view the trade relationship. And that's been very damaging, I think, in, in with respect to the broader relationship, because Mexicans feel offended by that. Of course, you would. Um, but I would correct you on one thing, which has to do with President Obama. I mean, the, the thing about free trade is it requires leadership. You know, the, le the leader has to go out and explain to people why you're opening markets, why there will be disruption, why disruption is creative in the long run, uh, why it's important to U.S. wages and to U.S. employment to have open markets that will bring about innovation and competition and those kinds of things, not only for consumers, but also for producers. That's the role of the, the leader in in a free economy. And Barack Obama spent, I would say, the first six years of his eight years in office denouncing trade. I mean, he tried to block the Colombia Free Trade Agreement. He tried to block the South Korea. He did, in fact, block th that and Panama for a number of years. He finally gave into it. But he was very negative on trade for a long time. That's part of the problem we're seeing now. He planted those seeds. And you know, you see that a lot of um, Democrats voted for Trump um, because they felt like uh, in the last two years that President Obama started saying, OK, now I'm in favor of trade. Now I want to do the TPP. Well, you know what? It was too late. He had already done a lot of damage. People don't turn on a dime like that. He would have had to go out and sell it. And he never did. 
Mary O'Grady is a columnist at the Wall Street Journal. Subscribe to and rate this podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>